0: Hello and welcome to the Breakdown Podcast and welcome to Stage 2 of the Women's Tour Down Under where we had Annette Edmondson of Wiggle High Five coming into the stage with the lead after winning Stage 1 in a sprint. Uh, Still plenty of riders up there on the GC, I mean more riders up there almost equal on time with Annette than had dropped out. And it was going to be a key stage going into a summit finish on Mengler's Hill. A 102km stage, which went from Lindock and sort of wound its way around that uh, Barossa region of South Australia and ended up on top of uh, Mengler's Hill there, which is just a superb area of the world. I thoroughly recommend going and checking that out sometime. Because the race was fast and dirty, we're going to make this podcast fast and dirty, so I will just say that you should definitely go and check out our sponsors out of the rat race cycling apparel at au. they make great fitting pro-level cycling kit maybe coffee it's eco-friendly and five trees are planted with the purchase of every garment so hop onto the website and check them out Okay, into the stage, and it was grey clouds and wet and windy conditions greeting the riders um, in Lindock, and I spoke to Lydia Rippon on the start line, though I did get her name wrong at first, Um, so please forgive me, Lydia. Uh, here with Charlotte Lucas at the start. Lydia Riffon. Oh, Lydia Riffon. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. We
1: kind of
0: look It's <laughs> So Lydia um, at the start of uh, Stage 2. I mean, a bit miserable conditions are out there at the moment. How do you think the pelotons going to handle it?
1: Um, most of the riders are coming from Europe and America and England. So they're coming from winter. And we're from New Zealand. So we're kind of used to these kind of conditions. So I think that might work in our favor.
0: And the stage itself, um, obviously finishing a hilltop finish at Bengal's Hill there, um, that's going to be the decisive point you think? Um,
1: Yeah, for sure, and we've got a couple of our riders who are really good hill climbers, so we're just going to try and set them up. it's obviously going to be tough against the World Tour riders, but we'll, we'll give it a good nudge. you got a
0: bit of good form, though, coming off Nationals. I mean, uh, you, should, you guys should be, you know, harnessing some decent uh, bikes as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not much racing in New Zealand, so this is a bit of a shock to the system apart from Nationals, but um, everyone's sort of in the same boat, so, yeah, we'll give it a crack. <laughs>
0: OK, cheers. Best of luck. Well, out, uh, thank your... you. Unfortunately, I can't really tell you a massive amount about what happened during the stage. Um, I'll let the riders do that because they were out there and they saw it. Um, unlike me, I was <laughs> waiting at the top of Manglands Hill for a lot of a lot of that uh final hour of racing, which is when it really kicked off on the sound of things. Um, but I'll give you the general view was that uh, it was quite a sedate start to the um first half of the race and it took it took a bit of wet bit of wet weather and the winds really picking up to allow the teams, um, well, Mitchell and Scott and UniSA to make it really hard around the course. That's what they did. They put their, put the hammer down and left a lot of riders behind, so much so that they'd really isolated a lot of um, the top climbers going into that final ascent of Mengler's Hill there. Um, the hill itself is really pretty tough. I mean, there isn't too much respite. It um, starts off r- relatively you know manageably and then it just goes up and up and through the corner so you can get up to some quite tough gradients. So the real climbers come to the fore there and it was indeed Cat Garfoot who took out the win um, just beating out the pair Mitchell and Scott pair of Lucy Kennedy and Amanda Spratt who were trying to one her going up the hill putting in attacks but yeah Garfoot was just setting a pretty high tempo so the attacks weren't really A, going that far, and B, they were being brought down, brought back almost immediately. So, yeah, we saw it get to the top of the hill, and Cat Garfoot had a bit of a kick for the win, so... Um, she kept her UniSA teammates happy and now takes the lead going into stage three, which um, looks like it'll be another decisive one for GC. So we might see Mitchell and Scott try and shake it up a bit tomorrow, but I shall leave the interviews um, that are left to, you know, talk about what happened during the race. First up is fifth place getter Kate McElroy from Specialised Women's Racing. Um, nrs listeners will know that we will know kate from you know such tours as the tour of king valley where she did a very impressive performance there after that we'll have lucy kennedy of course a friend of the podcast she's been on a few times and finally we shall have an interview with cat garfoot who was yeah she's in good spirits and i think you'll hear that during the interview okay um see you at the end when i'll do a quick wrap up and tell you what's coming ahead coming up with stage three So, Kate, uh, fourth on today's stage, yeah, I think. Um, okay. um, but close up there right until the end. Um, how, how did it play out today?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it was, um, the race was on right from the gun today. Um, I think the crosswinds played a massive part in the race and it really strung it out. Um, you had to really be um, pretty focused on where you were positioning the bunch, otherwise, you ended up like way out the back, so um, I think we all worked together really well as a team today to make sure we stayed near the front of the bunch, and then I was in a pretty good position coming at, to the bottom of this hill, and then
2: rode
1: we as hard as I could, and there were quite a few attacks coming from um, Orica girls, and I just sort of held on to the line basically.
0: And it looked like Mitchelton and UniSA were being quite aggressive out there today. but um, What did you have to do to make sure you stayed with those front uh, splits? Yeah,
1: they were. The Mitchelton team were being aggressive, especially in the crosswinds. I think they saw it as an opportunity to try and split it. Um, definitely had to run on the river a little bit. Um, we were just really focused on staying as far as close to the front as possible. Um, so had to refight really fight for the position today. Um, and then at this last climb, the Mitchelton girls sort of had girls at attacking and splitting the bunch, and um, yeah, made it pretty tough
0: and tough conditions out there with the wet and the wind um,
1: yeah the wind seemed to really get up actually as we rode which played a huge factor in the race and obviously the rain as well so um yeah it's a tough day and
0: going into tomorrow which looks like it also might be quite a tough stage as well um just going to keep on trying to improve on gc
1: yeah totally i mean obviously we've got racing at some of the best girls in the world here so um we just you know got a pretty good plan got a good team to try and foot it with them all basically and i think we executed our playing pretty well today and we'll um, have a crack at it again tomorrow. And what's
0: the, what's the rest of the season look like for you, going back to doing some more triathlon? Or you
1: no, more no, no, no triathlon, just cycling, so um, we'll race Cadals, and then Herald Sun Tour, and then um, our know, the season later on. Okay, cheers, thanks. Thanks.
3: Sounds like it was an interesting run up to the line. You were uh, in a, a tough but fairly good position. Yeah, I was right up there where I needed to be and then my chain came off. So, um, But I was really lucky. I had two teammates uh, there basically ready to catch me. Was, the was, chain was completely off and I got one hand on each shoulder and pushed me along and I managed to flick it back on, which was um, a relief. So was
1: that right at the
3: bottom of the climb? Um, not the main climb itself, but there was this sort of little climb... Um, just before we got up to the main climb so it was a very critical moment uh, yeah and when you really need your strong
1: teammates around yeah, you
3: yeah. i was so lucky they'd just done a big turn like pulling us into that little climb and so they were sort of dropping they were hurting it was lucky there was two of them i don't think one of them would have managed to push me <laughs> and, and can you run us through that the last bit of the climb sort of um how it played out <clears throat> it was going through your head yeah so basically the group just got smaller and smaller as basically every time someone attacked the group would shrink a little bit and it got down to just the three of us, Spratty, Cat and I um, and we were just trying to one of us attack and just one two cat um, to try and shake her but every time one of us went she just she was right there on our wheel so she just was too strong for us today. It seems with her strength and her time trialling time ability that a one-two approach is almost a necessity. Yeah, yeah, I mean she could, you know, she can ride at huge power up a hill all the time, but we kind of thought that, you know, the attacks maybe maybe would get her with some
0: quick attacks, but she was right there. And a hard, fast, dirty race out there today. I mean, I don't think since Kim Galley we've seen you clean that much muck off your face. Yeah,
3: day. it was a mess. Um, yeah, getting ready for Europe, I guess.
0: Yeah. And uh, just on that final uh, go up there, I think I saw you attack about one k to go. Um, w- what, what was going through you head of that stage? Are you thinking, yes, I mean, that's the moment to try and
3: take um, I mean, I just w- thought it was going to take multiple attacks, basically. So I was really hurting, but, um, yeah, yeah, it was attacks that was we needed to attack to get the job done. And I went with a K to go, and then Spratty went again. I think I went again with about four or 500 metres to go. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was really, really hard, but... Um, just had to keep going
2: Um, the wet weather wasn't an issue I was pretty safe the wind was an issue when uh, Orica Mitchell put it into the gutter Um, yeah we were a bit caught by surprise but the section wasn't very long so even though if there were breaks I don't think this the um, the peloton just came back together.
0: And Unisa, your team was being quite attacking throughout the stage as well. Was that the plan to try and? Get yeah, the...
2: we thought if we can get an early breakaway, it would take some pressure off me. Um, the other teams unfortunately didn't didn't pull, <laughs> but uh, it would have been nice. Uh, either way, they still had enough energy to lead me into the climb, and that worked out well.
0: And coming into that final climb, I mean, it was just you versus the Mitchell and Scott girls essentially on the front. End.
2: Yes, uh, I expected that, so I had a plan. My plan was just to ride a hard pace, so even if they did attack, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be hard attacks anymore because attacking on a hard pace already is, is rather hard. So, yeah, it worked out well. What but, was the worst part of the race today, given the conditions compared to yesterday? I think the crosswind was when uh, when we were a bit caught out. Um, if it would have been another five six k, it probably would have made more of an impact, but. Um, yeah, it was nullified and then the wind didn't didn't come as a clear cross again. So that was that was that. So what's the plan for tomorrow? Obviously it's another it's a different stage. You start on a motor race track and that's, head down the hardware. Well that's a good question. We haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> we do one day at a time. Um, we'll see.
1: And how much impact does having to be that attentive with the crosswinds early, um, have on what you're going to take for tomorrow?
2: Um, I don't think they were too long to make that much of an impact today. Everyone had a bit of tired legs after that section, but that's everyone, so it's equal playing field.
0: And it looks like in that final I'm sorry to come back to that, that um, with about 1k get a Lucy attacked over the top again, um, did you have to respond to that, and when did you know that you were going to be able to take the win?
2: Well when Lucy attacked I was just hanging on to her wheel, I knew if I was hanging on to her I will, I will get the stage, because she's not a very good kicker. Um, When I turned around no one was there, I thought, okay, I've got this. Especially knowing that it flattens out a bit over the top.
3: And uh,
1: hilltop finish for the women's tour, we don't see those
2: too often. I'm guessing you'd want more. Um, I like that it's mixed up. So that means there's something for everyone which draws every rider. So if it was just hilltop finishes, it would be probably just drawing climbers and then a lot of Europeans mightn't come so I reckon it's great that we have a mix of everything.
0: Uh, you seem a lot more relaxed this year I mean uh, yes. last year you seemed kind of tense on occasions yeah. but this time, this time you're happy all the time and uh, taking things yeah. in your
2: stride. Yeah um, it's definitely less pressure on me this year uh, I'm just doing it for fun and I'm trying to have fun out there there's yeah it's good to be free.
0: And uh, what are you planning for the rest of the year, I mean there's a few races coming up but after that, I mean, uh, is it just all about comm games for
2: me? At this stage it's all about comm games for me, I'm um, doing a really good time trial there, that's my goal, and then we'll see. I haven't planned any further. When you said you were riding for fun, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, if I have a bad day, if I have a bad day, it doesn't have any repercussions on my career anymore, so that's that's a pressure taken off. Um, Usually it's always, oh, I need a qualifying point, I need a qualifying um, result, and I need to make sure I don't mess up in a team and, and make the team happy as well, and race, race for other people. And and yeah, that's that that pressure is just gone, which is great.
1: But, but in saying that, you've now got two jerseys here. Yes. And you're in pole position, so the fun is good, yeah?
2: Yeah, the fun is good, it could turn around tomorrow though, you never know, I'm just enjoying the moment and yeah, today's great, let's celebrate today.
0: <laughs> On to the third stage now and it looks like it's going to be a real tough one actually. Dance in the Bend Motorsport Park where they're doing that 24-hour ride there, Um, and then they come 1224 kilometers all the way into Harndorf, um, the German town, renowned for its um, everything being German in there, and uh, apparently it's a great place to visit, so I'll be checking it out on the way through, and yeah, but onto the specifics of the stage now, apparently relatively flat for the first half of things, and then once they get into the second half, it becomes quite rolling, and... Actually, towards the end, there's a nasty little kick in the tail um, there's a a climb with which tops out with three kilometers to go, which is about two k- two ks at five percent and then there's a final kick towards the line, which is four hundred meters at eight point five percent in normal circumstances, I would say that the sprinters would be able to go up a, a climb like that, I mean where it's literally all about you know power um, but in the circumstances with the client coming beforehand, I think we'll see, and you know I think we'll see a lot of the heavier riders being shelled before then, and then it coming down to you know really um some some of the better climbers towards the end of the stage there so I think this is one that um, Mitchell and Scott in particular will try and isolate Garfoot and really um try and put some pressure on her for that g c lead um at the moment, she only holds the lead by uh, 4 seconds over Lucy Kennedy, 14 back to Amanda Spratt and 25 uh, back to Anemic Van Vluten, with Kate McRory 26 seconds down and Laura Stevens 31 seconds down. So, um who else? Oh, Shannon Malsey as well is up there 31 seconds. Um so really, I think Apart from them, it's going to be hard to take a win here. Um, I think the other teams will be able to contain the break to at least a minute, which is what all the other riders are at. But, yeah, it will be interesting to see how the dynamics play out, especially between Mitchell and Scott and UniSA coming up. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win it here. Um, I want to say Shannon Mousied because quite nippy, and I think she'll go well on that final climb, and she showed today that she's in some pretty good form um, coming up and taking, I think it was sixth over um, over the climb today and looking really good in the process. So I'll tip Shannon in for the win and fill out the podium, I don't know, Garfoot has to be up there somewhere, of course. Uh, maybe Grace Brown to bounce back. Um, she, she was ninth today and everyone knows that... Oh, she was 10th today and um, ninth overall. On, and everyone knows she's a really good rider. Um, maybe not quite as explosive as she'll need to be to take the win here, but um, I'd expect to, her to be bouncing right back from... You know, a bit of disappointment today because they expected it to be right up where they with the front runners if you haven't done it already go ahead and check out out of the rat race cycling apparel they make some great kit pro level stuff ecologically sustainable odor resistant and for every garment that you buy there'll be five trees planted um, as part of a restoration project they're doing so yeah you can buy free in the knowledge that you're buying something sustainable go and do that now and we'll come back and see you tomorrow